Thank you for that song. Let's go back to Numbers chapter number 14. Keep your place there in Deuteronomy chapter number 11. That's where we're going to end up uh, at uh, the end of our time this morning. And uh, with the children of Israel, we know that uh, they uh, were rebellious. The Bible describes them stiff-necked at times and uh, rebellious from the day I knew you. Uh, God recalls about them uh, and communicates to us in the Word of God. Uh, as we look at their life and history, and they're God's chosen people, and, and, uh, and they always will be uh, to, to that respect, and, uh, and uh, look forward to you know, uh, uh, the day where the Lord comes back and establishes His throne, and, and it's going to be there in Jerusalem. And, uh, and, uh, God is, but we can, we can learn so much from them, uh, their triumphs, uh, also their defeats, uh, the victories that they have and uh, the things that they did good uh, for God that God was well pleased with, uh, but then many of the things that they did that were uh, not pleasing to the Lord, uh, we can also learn from that. History uh, is there for us. that uh, uh, Some of it we don't want to repeat. Uh, and when we look at uh, this example uh, that we're going to start off with here in, in Numbers, uh, in chapter number 14, uh, this is not uh, anything that we would want to uh, continue in our life or, or have the attitude. And they um, were always begrudging. By the way, uh, when things were good, they didn't complain as much. But the minute they started getting hungry or the minute they started getting thirsty uh, and uh, the minute this and that, uh, they would begin to complain. And one of the things that they would say is that, uh, you know, you brought us out of Egypt, speaking to Moses, to die in this desert. Uh, they longed for the, uh, the cucumbers and the leeks, and, uh, and they loathed uh, the manna that God was sending down from heaven every day. And, and, uh, and God, God would come through, and remember, uh, he, he, he rained down um, uh, uh, birds for them to eat. And, and when it came down, I mean, it was like, like deep uh, as God did that. So they complain. Now, I personally uh, would like to try manna and, uh, uh, and see what it was like, uh, but they loathed it. Uh, but it was God's providence for them. And, and, uh, and even beyond that, with what manna was there, there were many other things that, uh, that God blessed uh, them with, uh, but they would, they would complain. And here we find a complaint in verse number, uh, starting in verse number 1 of chapter number 14, and all the congregation of the, of the book of Numbers, uh, chapter number 14, verse number 1, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses, against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, uh, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, uh, or would God that we had died in the wilderness? And uh, so their complaint, they voiced it, uh, and uh, voiced it to God. It was really... Uh, a prayer uh, of their heart. And, uh, and the Bible says that uh, God heard them. If you look uh, over into the next uh, page in your Bible, verse number 26, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? God was very patient and long-suffering and, uh, to them, and He, and he is uh, to us as well. Uh, they murmured against Him in, in verse number 27. I've, and He said this, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Uh, and, uh, and not to preach that message, I, I preached uh, from here, uh, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, and uh, in, in talking about how God uh, hears our murmurings, how God hears our prayer. Be, be careful about what you pray for. Uh, you, By the way, God uh, hears what we think. 
Uh, not just what we say, uh, and we might not verbalize something, uh, but, uh, but we can be thinking it, and God can call us on it. And so they murmured and, and said, would uh, to God that uh, we just died uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in it was done. Back in the verse number uh, three, uh, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died? They just wanted to die. And they said, they complained that uh, God heard their murmurings, and he answered their prayer. As we were to, if we're to read further down, uh, and we'll, let's do a little bit of it. Verse number 28, uh, Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the, this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, uh, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. And, and he lays out, uh, the fact that I'm going to answer your prayer uh, and you're not going to enter into the land of promise. Uh, and uh, they didn't like that. Uh, in fact, in verse number 40, it says, And they rose up early in the morning and got them up into the top of the mountain, saying, Lo, we be here. Uh, we'll go up into that place which the Lord hath promised, for we have sinned. And uh, in long story short, uh, it was a little too little, it was too little too late for them. Uh, when they said, we, we, you know, would to God we had died in Egypt or in His wilderness. Uh, and God said, I heard your prayer. I heard your murmurings. That, in fact, is what's going to take place. They said, well, wait a second. Uh, you know, uh, take backs. Uh, uh, we changed our mind. And, uh, and God says, no, uh, you can't change your mind. Uh, except for uh, um, uh, Caleb and Joshua who gave a good report. Uh, and the little ones, the Bible has said, the whole generation uh, as they wandered in the wilderness. And as you read uh, in uh, the Scripture, you can see they went from this place, and they took up the tents, they went to this place, this place, and this place. And God even lays out for us in the Bible where they went for 40 years as they wandered in the wilderness. Uh, but then also how He blessed uh, where people, where their shoes uh, wouldn't wear out and their clothes wouldn't wear out. So even in uh, our chastisement, uh, God is still good and, and a God of providence for us, and, and He was for them. So 40 years of, of wandering in the wilderness until that generation had died. Uh, and just think about how um, terrible that must have been. Not just, not just it's 40 years, yes, in its wandering, but knowing that, uh, that God's people are not going to go forward in a land of promise until these people die. I, I would imagine there were probably like people like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, hurry up uh, with some of them uh, because they knew that, you know, um, there's a certain aspect that not that, but the Bible says the Lord's going to come back when everybody hears the gospel. So, so you know, the logic would be let's get the gospel out and let's, and let's preach it and let's get it to Vanuatu and get it to wherever uh, so that, uh, that we can fulfill that, pro- that fo- prophecy can be fulfilled and the Lord would come back. Uh, so there, uh, they knew people needed to, uh, to pass on, uh, and, uh, and they, uh, it, just like you or I would, uh, probably struggled uh, tremendously with uh, that truth. And so uh, turn with me uh, over to uh, Deuteronomy in uh, chapter number uh, 6, if you would. Working our way to Deuteronomy 11, and there's many things. And by the way, as you read Numbers, Deuteronomy, there are, um, all these scriptures, Leviticus, elsewhere, uh, they overlap in time frames, and there's re- repeating of different events that are there as uh, this history is rehearsed for us. In verse number four, uh, or verse number three of chapter number six, hear therefore, O Israel, 
and observe to do it, then it may be well with thee, uh, that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in a land that floweth with milk and honey. Uh, they knew that uh, from the report, it was a land that had giants and, and battles to be fought, uh, but it's where the grapes of Esco grow, where they, they brought out grapes with, with, with staves and carried them on uh, over their shoulders. Those are big clusters of grape, milk and honey. It was a land of promise and blessing. And by the way, a picture of a victorious Christian life, uh, not necessarily a picture of heaven, uh, but it's, a, it's the land of promise. It's victory that we can have. There's victory that's assured to us, even as New Testament Christians, but it's a victory that must be um, taken. Uh, and uh, it's assured, but there's, there's part uh, of, uh, there's an effort and there's battle, battles to be fought uh, as the New Testament Christian. And that's the analogy, if you will. He says, and these words, verse 6, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Uh, that thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be a frontlet between uh, thine eyes. And, uh, and uh, were there to rehearse these things to uh, their children, all that God had done uh, and uh, all that God will do. And he, and he says this in verse 12, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, that ye shall fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and shall swear by, no, uh, by uh, his name. So he was reminding them. He didn't want them to forget all that he had done. In fact, they uh, at different places would set up altars and they would set up memorials as they crossed the Jordan uh, and the waters parted. Uh, uh, they, they set memorials up there and pillars. And, and you see all that in the Bible. It was very important. I think there's a certain aspect of that that we should do in our life. Maybe it might be writing things down in the, uh, you know, the back of our Bible, front of our Bible, events and things and uh, uh, benchmarks that you've reached in your life or blessings uh, that, uh, that you've seen God do. Uh, because we, we're never to forget uh, how good God has been to us. And as, as much as we find occasion to complain, uh, there's a whole lot more uh, that, uh, that we can be thankful for. And, and, and even in that respect, the stuff that makes us complain is stuff that we're supposed to be thankful for. Amen. Supposed to be thankful to God uh, in all things. But that's difficult to do. Uh, so he said, I want you to remember uh, that I brought you forth. I want, uh, in, in these requirements, and he lays out requirements. God, God had a lot of requirements. God had a, a lot of rules. And last week we talked about how blessed, we're blessed that we don't have to follow uh, all of these things. Uh, in fact, I had people going out, man, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't have lasted a day uh, under that Old Testament uh, economy, if you will. And he says this in verse 14, uh, Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. And uh, by the way, that's a rule that God had established with his children uh, that is a, as a moral law uh, that's still in effect. We're not to, the picture, Egypt is a picture of the world. And we're supposed to come out from the world and be separate. Uh, we're not to go back to the weak and beggarly elements. We shouldn't long for Egypt. We should not be like uh, looking back like Lot's wife looked back. These are all principles that apply to us as a New Testament Christian. Egypt, we're supposed to get all the way out of Egypt. And we're going to have people in our lives who are pharaohs to us who are going to uh, like, you do this, but leave this behind. You do this, but leave this behind. And we've got to get all the way out. That's the picture. A little leaven leavens the whole lump is what the Bible teaches us. So the, all of it is an illustration or example for us in their life 
uh, good and bad, uh, uh, whatever, uh, to help us to understand that we're supposed to have no other gods, little g. Uh, God is, is first place. Verse 15, For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee off, uh, from off the face of the earth. And he lists some stuff. It's like, you, you shall, tempt the Lord, uh, shall not tempt the Lord your God, and keep diligently His commandments, and runs down a, a list of things. And here's the reason, verse 23, And He brought us out from thence, that He might bring us in, to give us a land which He swore to our fathers. And so uh, analogy can be made that God's brought us, He's brought us out of the, the, the trespasses of sin uh, and to live for Christ. Uh, we're to put off the old and, and put on the new. Uh, there is, He's brought us, He's saved us from, uh, but He's saved us to. Uh, our, uh, we, we be thankful that, uh, that God saved us from our sin, but we should live under Christ. As when Jacob gets baptized today, uh, it is a public profession of, of that very thing, uh, where I'm dead to sin and, and, and alive unto Christ. So God, this is the reason. He says, I brought you out of Egypt to bring you into this. I brought you out of the world uh, so that I can bring you into uh, the land of promise, the victorious Christian life, uh, if you will, uh, that we're, 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 I'm going to bless you. Uh, and, uh, and it was like, um, just like we are um, all too often, uh, we, don't, we don't remember. Um, it's like, if, if, you, if you went through the Red Sea on dry land, uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's 40 years later, uh, you remember that kind of stuff. And, and water, you know, coming out of rocks and, you know, and uh, uh, bread of heaven, all the, all the things that God did, pillar of fire and, and pillar of smoke and, uh, and blessing after blessing and Moses coming down, glowing in his face and all the, and, and, and never mind grounds, you know, uh, you know, time after time after time where the ground's opening up and swallowing up people. Uh, there's fire and brimstone flying down from heaven. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And if, and if you're just like, well, I don't remember all that, uh, you know, um, it, it, it was just a lot. Uh, but we choose to forget. In fact, I would imagine that there would be somebody complaining uh, and uh, about manna, for example. Uh, they're sitting at the coffee shop, and it's like, man, I can't stand this manna. It's every day, manna, 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 uh, where, where their friend would say, you know what? It could be worse. And, uh, and we ought to be thankful for what we have and, uh, and somebody who would kindly, you know, remind them of God's goodness and God's providence in their life where, uh, where it, was, it would not be received. And it's like, ah, well, you know, still, just tired of it. I was just tired of it all. Uh, and uh, and, and if, if they didn't learn anything from every, I, I'd be like, shh, <laughs> you know, uh, don't say that so loud. Because uh, God can, God can hear you, and God can hear that. And I've, I've, I've said that to Christians where they've, they've blasphemed God or they've cursed God, and uh, I just don't think in God, blah blah blah. Uh, and uh, and there's a part of me that's like, whoa, just waiting for lightning to come flying, uh, you know, in there and uh, something bad to happen. God could do that; He certainly could. And uh, and uh, we ought to be grateful that uh, that He doesn't, uh, but but He He certainly can. So He says. Uh, you know, the reason is I brought you out so that I can bring you in. But they were, uh, as, as my, my dad uh, uh, would say, they were stuck on stupid. Uh, 
uh, and, uh, and stubborn and rebellious uh, and always prone uh, to uh, these things. Turn to chapter number 8 quickly. Uh, and uh, he says this in verse number 1. All the commandments which I command to thee this day. And, and by the way, he repeats these things over and over and over and over again uh, as you read uh, the first five books of the Bible. Uh, and the reason he has to keep doing it over and over and over again is the same reason why you need to hear things over and over and over again. Uh, repetition is key. Uh, and you've got to keep these things ever before you. Uh, and you just got to drill it in and drill it in and drill it in and drill it in. Uh, and uh, just get tired of hearing the same thing, preacher. Well, just do it. Uh, I'll move on to something else uh, when we are uh, doing what God wants. He says, All the commandments which I command you this day uh, shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware to your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these, these 40 years in the wilderness to what? To humble thee, to prove thee, and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. So you think about it just for a second, and we've got to hurry, is that, that um, whether it was the manna or whatever, all the things are going on. Water, uh, you brought us out here to kill us. We just remember how good it was. And, uh, and uh, you, you're going into, uh, we're spying out the land, and we can't go in, and, uh, and we just want to die. And God says, okay, you're going to. No, 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 we don't. I mean, everything that was taking place, uh, in this time was for a purpose, to prove them. And it's the exact same reason why stuff goes on in our life, that God allows, that He ordains. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, the reason I think, I, or the reason, big reason why I wanted to preach this today uh, is because I feel like there are a lot of people in our church, and not just our church, just a lot of people that, uh, that I know personally, uh, Christians, friends, pastors, uh, people, uh, you, know, uh, you know, other churches and stuff, where, where they're just going through things. Uh, but, they, but they go through them and they don't pass the test. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, God ordains something in their life. Uh, it says, it gives us three reasons. Uh, it says in, in verse number two, to humble us. Um, the children of Israel, time and time again in the Old Testament, especially when you get into uh, the prophets and whatnot, uh, they, they had a pretty high, um, you know, thought of who they were. Uh, they were at ease in Zion. I mean, uh, it, we, we see it right straight away as they went into Jericho and they uh, uh, compass it and it falls down. They go in and, uh, and take care of business. Uh, and uh, that the next one at Ai, they're like, uh, this is just a small group. Let's just send, let's just send a, uh, uh, you know, a few thousand in. Uh, and they got whooped and had to go back and regroup. And part of that was because there was sin. Uh, God said, you go in, kill everything. Uh, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, somebody had um, hidden something uh, under their tent. And, uh, and, uh, and God harshly judged that. And again, remember, uh, God is a, a righteous, holy God, a, a just God who will judge sin uh, and, and He has never changed. Uh, and uh, He blesses obedience and curses disobedience. And, uh, and, he, and he's, he's, he's done all these things. And He does and allows stuff in our life to humble us. Because we, we, we need it. 
Uh, we, uh, you just think I'm, you know, I'm, I can get through this and, and, and I can make money and, I, uh, and, and you've got all these things and God just makes the bottom fall out. And, uh, and, and you find yourself on your knees before Him, humbled. Um, God, God will humble us because we lack humility. Uh, and so he puts us in, and he says, and to prove, uh, to, to test, designed to, to help us learn uh, and, and whether we would keep his commandments or no. Uh, here's the, the main question for today. One of them is that if things weren't going the way you'd want them to go, what are the chances you just drop out of church? If, 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 if life wasn't good, and you're just struggling because we might not get people to admit this today, but there's a lot of people perhaps that are here today and in church. And your primary reason you're in church is because you want God to bless you. You feel like if you're in church and you're doing well and blah, 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 that God is gonna, God's going to reward you in some way. There are people that show up to church because they've got a problem. They want God to solve it. Uh, there's a multitude of reasons why you're here, and, and it might not be because you love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And, uh, but what if God doesn't give you what you want? Are you going to obey Him? Are you going to worship Him? Chances are pretty high that a lot of people would say no. I mean, there's been scores of people, uh, probably hundreds of people, uh, that have, have come to Berean Baptist Church uh, for a specific reason. They didn't get... Uh, what they want uh, from God uh, in those moments, and they're no longer here. They're no longer in church at all uh, because God didn't fix their problem. God didn't fix their kids. God didn't fix their marriage. Uh, God, uh, God didn't, uh, they didn't, all of a sudden, if I just go to church, and they're like, oh, oh, they hear about tithing for the first time. Ooh, and, and so they're going to they're gonna tithe, and then, you know, and then they just wait for the windows of heaven to be open, and it isn't what they expect. And so like, oh, that didn't work. And off they go uh, and, uh, and decide they're not going to keep. God brings these things into our lives, allows for them, ordains them to humble us, to prove us, and whether we're going to obey His commands or no. Um, doesn't God command us to trust Him? Um, how often do we not? We're at our wit's end. I don't even know how we're going to do this and get through. God wants us to trust. Uh, turn uh, to Deuteronomy chapter number 11 real quick and uh, back into our text, and I've got to wrap it up. God uh, will humble us, prove us, test us, things in our life. Uh, and, uh, and he says, I brought you out to bring you in. If you're here today and you're saved, uh, heaven is your home. Uh, and uh, if you believe that, say amen. amen. If you're not saved, not going to heaven. There's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to trust Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Uh, and the uh, Bible says you're under condemnation uh, if you're not born again. And so I hope that if you're here and you're not saved, that you take care of that today as the Holy Spirit brings conviction to your heart about it. If you're lost, you're lost in sin, and it's, and it's, it's, it's an eternity. Uh, and so uh, hopefully uh, the Lord will save you. Uh, but if you're here today uh, and you're a Christian... He saved you, not just to give you a home in heaven, uh, but to, to help you to live a, a victorious life, uh, a, a life of blessing. He brought you out uh, to bring you in. It's not just like, I've got my ticket to go and that's it. There's more to it. And, but I meet Christian after Christian after Christian who just struggle 
uh, with life. I mean, everything about life. I mean, everything. And here is another message and my, my point from these verses we read, verse number 10 of chapter number 11. Uh, and again, if you to read uh, ahead, and I hope that you do, uh, in chapter number 11, uh, God says, uh, here's all the great things I'm going to do for you if you obey me. Uh, and if, at verse 26, behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments. Uh, and then list down a bunch of things. It's, that's how God has worked from the beginning, and, and He never changes, and, and that's how He always works. He wants us to obey Him. Um, but nine times out of ten, the difficulties that we have in our life uh, are self-imposed. Um, here's what He said about this play. He said, I brought you out to bring you in. Verse number 10 of chapter number 11. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt for whence you came out where you, you sowest thy seed and watered for thy foot is a garden of herbs. Uh, he said to them, this land uh, is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh the water of the rain of heaven. So he said, in Egypt, you struggled. You carried water with your feet. Uh, you, you brought, you'd go to the well or whatever and you'd bring it back uh, and you'd, you'd pour it on your, your, your garden and you'd go back and make another trip. He says, in the land of plenty, in this land of where the grapes of Esco grow, uh, the land that flows with milk and honey, uh, God waters it from heaven. What he was saying to them uh, was that you have a choice. I brought you out to bring you in. And that life doesn't need to be so hard. When you live for God and obey Him and follow Him and you're in His Word and you just aspire in your life to just please Him and, uh, and walk in His ways and to love His statutes and His commandments and just to obey Him. Uh, and, uh, and you're not even, well, that's Old Testament, that's New Testament, whatever. If God tells you, you just do it. You just obey Him. Well, you know, um, there, there's a lot of people who say, well, if I, just, if, I don't, if I don't love him or if I don't feel good about it, uh, is it something I should do? You, should, you always obey God whether you like to or not. Whether your heart's in it or not, you're still supposed to obey God. And now it would be great if you loved him. It would be a whole lot easier. But you're still supposed to obey him if you, if you, when you don't want to. All right? And, uh, and, and God uh, will... Uh, will prosper you and bless you because there's a promise attached to obedience in His Word. Uh, there is, there's a whole other level uh, when we serve God uh, with our whole heart and love Him. But He says, He's basically teaching them, uh, you, you desire to be back here where it's so hard, uh, but this, this life that I would have for you is so, is so much easier because God does it. You water over here, you do it all. You water with your feet. Uh, and over here, I'm going to water it from heaven. Uh, so, bottom line is this from today, is that God wants you to live uh, a victorious Christian life. Um, but our stubbornness and rebelliousness, and we just kind of keep holding on. We got one foot back in Egypt, uh, and, another, and another foot in, you know, uh, in, the, in the land of promise, if you will. Uh, and, uh, and we're torn between the two. Uh, and, uh, and, you just, and there's probably some of you in here today uh, that might even have this thought. Uh, wish I wasn't saved. Wish I didn't have to go to church on Sundays. Wish I didn't have to give. Wish I didn't. And, you, and it's almost like you're just longing, longing for that. And I would be careful about, about even thinking that way. 
If that's been, it's been your thought, like what could we, you know, what could we do if we didn't, if with our money, if we didn't give to missions? What, what could we, what could we uh, have uh, and uh, if we did this? I remember several years ago, uh, somebody, you know, uh, they would give their tithe kind of in, in one big chunk and, and they hadn't given it. And, uh, and so usually when somebody doesn't give money, uh, they're on their way out. Uh, and uh, and they just, here's what they said. They said, we decided to do something else with that. So they just decided to spend their tithe on whatever it was. And, uh, and, uh, and I thought, well, that's, you know, I didn't say, you know, that's not a good idea, but I thought it. And, uh, but that's what we, we just like, we're just going to do it our way, and our way is so much harder. If we just obey God and follow Him, uh, you say, you're saying if I follow God, uh, I'm going to have the easy life? No, 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 no. I'm just saying the stuff that goes on, you have the assistance of God, the help of God, the presence of God. Uh, he's your shield and buckler and whatever. He's the one who's going to do it. He's going to fight battles with you and for you. They would go out and they would see the angel of the Lord and, uh, and, and have the promise of God. And they would go into places with, with absolute confidence and crazy stuff would happen. That didn't make, it didn't make any sense. And God just did it and did it and did it and did it. And that's the life I want to live, uh, where I just trust God and I, and I enter in and God fights my battles and, stu- and stuff just happens, just blows my mind. Wow. Don't know how that worked out, but it did. Thank you, Lord. Because, because I would rather live in that land than back in Egypt. And that's what he wants for us. Say, well, how do I get that? It's, 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 it, here's how simple it is. You pray to God and say, God, forgive me um, uh, for looking back. Forgive me for longing for uh, the cucumbers and the leeks. Uh, God, forgive me for keeping, keeping some of my stuff my, back in Egypt. And as I try to, how, forgive me for trying to worship God in idols. And God, I want, to, I want to give my heart and life to you and be completely um, sold out and living for you. Uh, and I want to live, I want to live that victorious Christian life. Hey, when God says that he's going to give you a life and more abundantly, if I had to choose abundant life, not abundant life, who's going to choose that? Some people in here. Because that's what their choice is every week, every day. Just going to just, you know, whatever. Just, I'm, gonna, I'm okay in Egypt. I'm okay in the world. Uh, I, I'm just not going to cross over into victorious Christian living. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they just live a hard life. Uh, in, in much of it, uh, obviously, uh, the fruit of their own way. And that's just not a way to live. So you just confess it to God today and you make it right. Uh, that's what we should do. And I hope that you do that today. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and, and eyes closed this morning.